she's a newbie to the program because I don't recall that uh, Carol Drury and I from the health department have ever had the opportunity to talk about uh, health issues. Carol, good morning. Thanks for joining us. Good morning. When I got Thanks for having me, I got a note from uh, Paula Silla that said, "Would you like to talk about avian influenza?" And uh, first thing I thought of, well, if if, if that's bird flu, then yes, <laughs> yeah, I would love to talk a little about uh, bird flu. Carol Drury, it is uh, not a gigantic really start worrying about it kind of thing, but every time there's a story about bird flu detected in uh, in this flock or another, then you hear about the thousands and thousands of birds that had to be destroyed. That's a lot of chickens. That is a lot of chickens that have to be destroyed, but we just want to make sure that we're protecting anybody that might be coming in contact with those. Right. Well, and is there, a, there is, I know it's bird to bird to bird, but can it also, or is it also bird to human? It also can be spread bird to human. Oh, man. So it is one of those, if you see a sick bird, you do not want to come in contact with it. Right. You don't touch it. You don't help it. You don't cook it. You don't eat it. You don't nothing it. And then sadly, you have to kill all the birds in that flock because I suppose like mice, if you see one, you've got a million. Yes, when it's been being found in these chicken farms, they have had to kill the whole flock in those areas. I know that it's a whole. In fact, even zoos are uh, are taking their aviary, uh, aviaries offline and not allowing uh, visitation. They're you know enclosing the birds that they have at zoos, except for uh, penguins that are already enclosed. Uh, but even they are afraid of bird flu. Uh, coming in from another wild bird who might just be overhead and accidentally poop in the wrong place. That is correct. So this is a disease that spreads from uh, bird species to bird species. So a wild duck flying overhead could infect an entire flock of of endangered birds that are at the zoo. Could potentially, you know, if they poop in that area and those birds would come into contact with that. Yeah, you just have to be careful. That is one of the ways. And so what do you, you know, what does a chicken, uh, we have uh, uh, one of the young ladies that works here has a small farm, uh, you know, a hobby farm. So, you know, a few dozen chickens, easy to keep them enclosed. But you go up to Arcadia and places around the country where there are tens of thousands of birds. How do you keep them safe? Yep. So any area that can get their chickens or their flocks indoors is the recommendation during this time um, because of the migrations that are happening. Uh, places like that sometimes have uh, barns large enough yeah, wow. that they can get those flocks indoors. But um, I'm sure they're being guarded and just watching everything as closely as they can. And how do you know, you know, is this the bird flu season like the human flu season later on this summer when it gets a little warmer and the uh, the number of uh, of infections start to decrease dramatically, then it's safe and you can let the birds out? How do you know when it's okay? Yeah, so basically you know it's okay when there aren't any cases being detected anymore. Um, the information I have from the Humane Society is saying we're hoping it'll be under control by the early summer months. Early oh. summer, yeah. I, nobody, yep. nobody wants to be. Well, nobody wants to be last to let their flock back out to get some fresh air. But nobody wants to be first either, in case it's too early. Yeah, exactly right. So the the you just got to take those precautions and you know keep an eye on your flock and your birds and kind of wait. Uh, the Humane Society or the DNR will be putting out information that'll say 
you know, it seems like it's under control in the area again. And what about the, I'm, I'm just, I'm thinking about uh, listeners this morning uh, in some communities that have chickens in their backyard, just a few chickens, but even they are at risk of bird flu. So they need to go in the coop with the door closed and uh, the windows closed with glass or, you know, a screen. So I don't know, is there other ways that the, the uh, a virus is transmitted besides poop? If we just put them in an, in an enclosure and uh, close the window or just to the screen so they can still get fresh air, is that safe enough? Yeah, they can be screened. We would want them indoors. Um, It's any secretions that come out of the bird, but the other bird, if you're going to get infected, you do have to come in contact with those secretions. Okay, so So a roof is super important. So they can have screens. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I just can't imagine that uh, that's that's, uh, just a huge... Where did it come from? Well, that's a good question because uh, we just know that it's uh, impacting some of the birds. It is a disease that's naturally occurring in birds. Yeah. So, you know, it, to say which bird came first, who knows? <laughs> right. And and when it goes away and whether it was a chicken or a wild bird or something, it's something it, I just recall uh, not having to talk about avian flu, influenza, because it was a a present, yes. A big deal, no. But right now, it seems to be a much bigger deal. It is a pretty big deal right now. Uh, it does, and part of that is probably because of the migratory season. And it just, it's impacting um, several different states. And we've had it in about five or six counties now in Wisconsin. So um, we just want to make sure that people are aware of it and taking precautions that they can. Right, and uh, it, it'll impact those who uh, produce eggs and and uh, fryers and so forth. Hopefully uh, the price of chicken and eggs won't skyrocket because of avian influenza. Yeah, that is our hope, and we want people out there to know it's still safe to eat chickens and eggs. They just need to be cooked properly. So, so have a nice Sunday meal, a little bacon, <laughs> little eggs on the side, uh, Carol Drury, she's an environmental health manager at La Crosse County. Thank you very much for talking with me this morning. Remember when I said I'd be all polite and everything, then I got to hang up on you? Well, that was me saying thank you very much for talking with me. Now I got to do, you know, this. Because I got to go. I'm already late. What can I tell you? La Crosse's official forecast calling for uh, some sunshine, some wind, some rain. Uh, <clears throat> unfortunately, some snow. You probably still see that in some areas. Uh, there's not a whole lot else to it, uh, at least no big storms, right? Are you okay with that? And temperatures climbing to closer to normal pretty soon. Pretty soon they'll get closer to normal. Not today, but we're working on it. In the meantime, then, of course, CBS has a look at the world right around the corner. I'm just making sure the computer's ready to go. because Sometimes it has a thought of its own, not mine. And, uh, yeah, all right, so we can do that. CBS with a look at the world right around the corner. Brad Williams is working hard over in the News and Information Center as well. And the temperature is still 33 degrees. Yep, still 33 with light snow falling in downtown La Crosse because, you know, Mother Nature is in charge. And that's the way she likes it, being in charge.
CBS with that look at the world. Then we'll check in with Brad Williams. He's over in the News and Information Center. We'll do that coming up. What are people talking about today? Here's what we're working on in the Wisdom Newsroom. Wisdom News reports. WICM Lacrosse News Talk 1410 AM 92.3 FM. Wisdom News Time 